0: Hey everybody, it's Jerome, and this is episode three of our TV show, Bottomless Coffee with Jerome. To listen to the show, just keep doing what you're doing because it's coming right up. But you can also watch the show at bottomlesscoffeeshow.com. Now in the televised show, we do have a special segment that articulates our values and kind of sets expectations for our culture on the full TV episode. But since this is the podcast and you all know what we're about, I clipped that out of this podcast episode. Cool? Cool. Now, whether you listen or watch, please do like and subscribe. You can also show some support at patreon.com slash Coffee. Okay, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Bottomless Coffee. My name is Jerome Evans and on this show, we have conversations with people who are making a positive impact on the world around them. We believe that we are capable of great things, that we are all better off when we are working together. And that all starts with talking with each other. Today, we are talking with Tito Wilson of Wilson Image Barbers and Styles, and Kelly Robinson of Messianic Care about how their passion for helping their community has led to a long-running and very successful COVID-19 vaccination campaign. Now, since this is Bottomless Coffee, you know we're going to get into all the details. But first, let's do some introductions. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited for this conversation. Uh, Tito, can you tell us a little bit about the shop and the community?
1: So, Wilson's Image Barbers and Stylists is a barbershop that is located now at 2126 West Broadway Avenue. And I've been in business for myself for 14 years. Hmm. Prior to coming into Minneapolis, I worked uh, at a barbershop in uh, Brooklyn Park. Um, You know, typical barbershop, they didn't do a lot of like community stuff, the type of stuff that I think is necessary for barbershops. You know, I really feel like barbershop is kind of like a, you know, I I look at it, at least my barbershop and I know a few others. um, I look at a barbershop as kind of like a place, almost can be like a community resource hub.
0: I I can tell that you live by that too, because I Googled you. Mm -hmm. That's my research, I Googled. And uh, in some cases, some of your community work ranked even above your business wow so i know you there's a scholarship and there's some other work as well can you tell us just a little bit about what you're doing in the community
1: yep so as far as the scholarship is concerned um you know i started that back in 2018. Hmm. Um, you know my daughter was uh, entering her first year of college and you know i kind of watched how she applied for you know various scholarships some she got, some she didn't get. Sure. You know, and a lot of, you know, scholarships, you know, the the person or group organization that creates the scholarships, they set the criteria. Yes. You know what I mean? So some of the criteria can be biased. Sure. And, um, you know, so she applied, like I said, some she got, some she didn't. You know, I didn't worry about it because whatever she didn't get, you know, I, I'd be able to fill in that gap for her. Mm-hmm. But I thought about a lot of the families in North Minneapolis that may not have you know, the financial capabilities. And so it literally just thousand dollar grants. Thousand dollars is not gonna take you through college, but it sure can help out. You know what I mean? Yes. It can it can be the difference in and you know, for some families it can be the difference in books or dinner. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, that's the reason why I started the scholarship. Um, just to be able to get back to some of the families in North Minneapolis that have been supporting my business, you know, since I've been open.
0: That's fantastic. And I have a suspicion that that type of thinking, there's gonna be a theme throughout this whole conversation about you thinking that way, but we're gonna find out. (laughs) Kelly, thank you so much for being here. Hi. Can you tell us a little bit about Messianic Care and uh, the association that you're here representing, Black Nurses Rock?
2: Yes. So uh, Black Nurses Rock is a national organization and it's been in existence since 2014. Hmm. I became a member in 2016 and um, I realized that, you know, this could be a great opportunity for the nurses here in Minnesota. So a couple of uh, other nurses and myself decided we would start a chapter. Hmm. And so in 2020, we were finally there and uh, now we have a chapter. Oh, that's fantastic. So, Messianic Care was born out of the midst of the pandemic. Sure. <laughs> because we were trying to find out what can we do. We wanted to be impactful. We wanted to be a part of the solution. Yeah. And um, initially, when I looked at what we were doing once testing came about, um, we, there was no presence of black nurses.
0: Hmm. No presence?
2: No presence. Very few, wow. let's say. So I went to New Salem, okay. where they were doing testing, which is in the prime of North Minneapolis. And um, you know, and I know that because they, this was immediate, that they just grasped what they could, mm-hmm. which was
0: traveling nurses. Sure. But they weren't nurses of color. Okay, and that's gonna make, that makes a big difference. And I it know does. we're going to talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. in the conversation. Uh, but one thing I want to make sure that I express to you and to all of the health care workers out there, thank you so much for uh, the incredibly long hours that you're putting in, for the hard work, for the emotional labor that this takes. Um, Very, very grateful. Now, working together, Black Nurses Rock and Wilson's Image has accomplished something really special. You've got a vaccination uh, campaign running out of the parking lot, I believe, of Wilson's image. But can we speak a little bit to the accomplishments of what you've done? I want to just take this moment to celebrate. Kelly sure. first.
2: Yeah, sure. So, so we are actually, um, uh, we've been honored to have uh, the support of the Minnesota Department of Health. Hmm. And so uh, along with UCARE and the Steer Step Foundation. So collaboratively, they've been supporting um, the efforts by providing a Bus. So, we have a mobile unit that's oh. parked on the street just in front of the barbershop. Okay. We also use the space inside the barbershop because not everybody wants to go on the bus. You sure. know, we capture the people that are actually in the shop. Wow. Yeah, so he's created a very nice space. Um, we've kind of converted what was considered the bar to okay. a vaccination station and then the waiting area is like where everybody's having the conversation. Yeah. You know, so on Fridays and Saturdays, we have a physician on site, actually, two, uh, okay. Dr. Zeke McKinney, who is primarily the spearhead of this uh, part of the project. Um, okay. And it is under the Biden Project. So it's a national um, involvement. Yeah.
0: Now, uh, Tito, I'm hearing that you maybe no longer have a bar in the barber shop. Right. Uh, how has this experience uh, been for you? and how did you come to it?
1: So you know, how we came to it, she just mentioned uh, Dr. Zeke McKinney. Uh, he and myself started, you know, so back in the, no, 2021, last year, um, so we were forced to shut down the barbershop mm. for. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe about uh, two months or whatever. Um, and so Zeke, you know, walks into the barbershop and, uh, you know, had never met Zeke before. And, you know, we, we weren't taking it as serious as we should. You know, he walked in and, you know, see his guys in there, you know, kind of hanging out. No, actually 2020, I'm, I'm skipping forward a year. Um,
0: Everyone kind of lost a year. Yeah, I'm forgetting. <laughs> no, it's it, like a blur. I'm we <laughs> 2022. Right. So I'm sorry.
1: Summer of 2020, 2020. Okay. Summer of 2020 when COVID was, you know, just oh yeah, you just learning about it. But anyhow, he he comes to the shop, you know, I never met him before, and he comes in. It's like, why aren't you guys? You know, all you guys should have your mask on, and not only should you guys have your mask on, but all your customers should be coming in here with masks. You know, a few of us had on masks, some didn't. Customers kind of, you know, doing what we're doing. And, you know, he kind of, you know, he made me think more seriously about mm. COVID. You know what I mean? I hadn't had any experiences then with COVID. I didn't know anybody that had gotten sick. Yeah. Definitely had, didn't know anybody who, who had died from it. So my attitude towards it was kind of like, yeah, it's here, but you know, is it is it is it really here? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, so, you know, him and myself, we became closer over the months. And, uh, you know, we did, we did uh, now 2021. We did um, a documentary. Oh. He and myself, Kelly was involved. A lot of other doctors and nurses, um, you know, that you know, we, we eventually met. Um, we got involved in that, and we talked about COVID. And I still was reluctant, you know, the vaccines were new; they hadn't really got out, um, okay. you know, widespread or whatever. And after that, we did like a town hall in the hmm. shop. So now we're like. COVID, you know, and the vaccines becoming something that we're talking about on a regular basis. So, uh, like Kelly said, the Biden administration came up with this initiative to do, use barbershops and beauty salons as vaccine clinics. So, you know, we didn't want to just do one, you know, Mm. because you think about, you know, a person come in, get their first shot. If that clinic is no longer there, then they may have to search for another place. And then, you know, they may, oh, I'm not going to get the second one. So we decided to take on a longitudinal approach and just have the shop set up as a clinic ongoing every single Friday and Saturday. And so that's what we've been doing now since June, July. July 9th. July 9th of mm-hmm. uh, 2021. Wow. That's
0: fantastic. And I, uh, even from my perspective, it's really wonderful to hear that you've got this walk-in clinic that you can just show up to, um, because to get my booster, I was trying to walk into uh, a business that I better not name on TV, uh, but they're fine. They're a reputable business, it's just you couldn't get in, you know? Uh, and having these, this additional option right in the community makes a huge difference. So I applaud you um, for working it and for keeping it open. Uh, but I, I feel as though, there was there a business motivation for you as well to keep it open or was there something else that was motivating you? Because you had to dedicate a part of your business space,
1: right? So there wasn't a business motivation. For me it's just more of, so let me let me say this, when I think about the barbershop like I was you know kind of talking about earlier, you know I think of it as a place where people should be able to come to and get resources. So if we can make connections you know, with the organization. A lot of times these big, huge organizations, we think that they, you know, they have the money, the power the reach and all those things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they do, but a lot of times what they're missing is they don't have a relationship with the community. Yeah. We do, Yeah. you know what I mean? So we serve, you know, I kind of see us as a bridge between the organizations that want to offer resources and, you know, um, the community. So we can kind of bridge that divide. And help people get access to you know the things that are needed, so it wasn't really like a, a business move for me. It was more so just me just thinking about being I'm more transformational than transactional. Okay. I mean, I definitely That's I, I definitely have to make money. You know yeah. what I mean? No doubt about it. I'm a businessman, um, but you know, I, I want to offer more to my customers and the community at large than just a place to come in and get a haircut.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelly, uh, similar question on motivation. I know that you and other healthcare workers are busy, in all caps, right now. I know you, any minute now you're going to have to get up and go, probably. Right. <laughs> you know what? It... <laughs> but what keeps you um, motivated? What motivated you and motivates you every weekend to go uh, and staff this clinic? So, uh
2: most nurses are born to do this. Hmm. It's, uh, it's a part of our, our blood, you know? Uh, and so we're, we're always looking for um, how we can make it better. And yeah. utilizing our skill set. And so for me, it was um, important that I not only provide um, access for African American nurses, to be able to be a part of the solution. Um, true. But to also impact the people in the community because uh, there are a lot of things and challenges and barriers. People didn't want it. People didn't trust the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't want to be tested. They were you know, there were just so many questions. And we knew that we would be an impact yeah. because we are trusted. Yes. So as trusted messengers, we positioned ourselves. So we collaborated with the Steer Step Foundation, and um, the Steer Step Foundation is um, faith-based. So we're talking over 28 churches. Hmm. So we hit it. (laughs) (laughs) So where are the churches were? Yes. Uh, They set up the clinic. We showed up full force.
0: Okay. And
2: we started testing initially and it was winter and it was cold and we were outside <laughs> oh and it was gosh. just yeah, there's nothing like cold sanitizer, <laughs> you know. We're just doing all this. But um, that also led into vaccinations. Hmm. But more importantly, the community, they needed yeah. to have the conversation. Yeah. People continue to say, "Oh, you know people of color not just african americans people of color yeah. don't want you know to be oh, tested uh-huh. or don't want the vaccine no they want to understand and they don't want anything shoved upon them yep you know and so for us it was not just showing up and i tell people now you know numbers are good but conversation is better because if i feel comfortable in what i'm doing then i can tell others
0: yeah you know that's um you know, I don't think I've ever mentioned on air, my grandmother is a nurse Sweet. and she ta- and a woman of faith, and she t- has a lot of that same energy. Mm-hmm. You know, something needs to be done, particularly when it comes to taking care of people. That's right. She organizes. She organizes the whole community <laughs> and everyone will be on the same page. Yes. And there's that trust yeah. there to where people will fall in line. That's right. And, you know, they'll disagree, have conversations, but... You know, you don't even get to have the conversation if there's no trust. That's right. Now, I'm loving this conversation. I am a little low, so we're going to take the quickest coffee break in the history of bottleness coffee, <laughs> and then we'll be right back. We are back with Kelly Robinson of Black Nurses Rock and Tito Wilson of Wilson's Image, Barbers and Stylists. We've been talking about how they work together on a COVID-19 vaccination clinic in the parking lot of Wilson's Image. Now, we started talking about what you've accomplished, but I'm a big proponent of sharing stories so that other people can learn from your success. So, like, how did this collaboration really get started? And I think, Kelly, we're gonna to go to you first.
2: Well, uh, Dr. McKinney um, and I met uh, during a uh, session. Um, that and was the, that, is
0: Dr. McKinney the one who showed up at? Yes, okay, okay. yes,
2: he's, he's like the spearhead as the physician. Okay, I need who, to talk to Dr.
0: McKinney. Dr. <laughs> McKinney is busy, go ahead. That he is,
2: he's an occupational physician Um, with the University of Minnesota. Uh, I think it's Health Partners as well. Okay. Um, And so, uh, Dr. McKinney and I met uh, during a conversation I was having with the Minnesota Association of African American Physicians. Because I was pulling on them, you know, as I started to delve a little deeper, because not only uh, did I become a business owner, Uh, to create that access for the nurses. Mm. Um, I also became a provider of the vaccine in the state of Minnesota. Doing it all. Yes.
0: (laughs) Are there any other hats you'd like to
2: wear? Got a lot of hat boxes. So uh, I I, um, collaborated with them for for quite a few different things. And then um, when I approached that, uh, challenge. I needed to have a medical physician to uh, co-sign on a lot of what I was doing, mm. you know, because when you run a clinic, you have to have orders, you know, just like any other process. Yeah. And um, Dr. Sean Enover is a part of the, um, we call it MAPS, M-A-A-P. Minnesota Association African American, sure. yeah. So um, he's a part of MAPS and um, Dr. McKinney and Dr. Nathan Chomelo, yes, uh, who's head of the Diversity for the Minnesota Department of Health, um, Equity, Vaccine equity. Equity, yes, yes. So you know those guys just rallied behind me. and I was so honored you know and so we started to have conversations and then um, as I went through what the uh, qualifications and requirements were for uh, being a provider uh, Dr. Ennevers stepped right in there and he's retired and so he's like
0: yeah you know I can help out and
2: he's been phenomenal
0: so now this was a national program but it's successful your shop, mm-hmm. Tito. So can you tell me a little bit about why, why you think it was, your, it was successful with you? Is it your um, entrepreneurial mindset? Your community spirit? Is it your staff? Like, what, what's the secret sauce uh, that you bring that's enabling this success?
1: So I, I think a major part of why, you know, we've been able to sustain this clinic and you know not just it, but have you know people just just come in you know what i mean people that have gone from no i'm not getting the vaccine to mm. yes i'm getting the vaccine and now they're bringing in their family and friends okay. you know we've we've built relationships over the years people have come to want trust us and they expect you know for me to be part of something mm my coworkers, you know what I mean? I put these guys through a lot. They always know that there's gonna be somebody different. We're gonna have cameras, news cameras in the shop. We're gonna have yeah. the doctors and nurses in the shop. We're gonna have politicians in the shop. So, you know, we've just kind of built that up over the years, you know what I mean? You know, our, our roots literally are, are deep and widespread hmm. and people trust me, you know what I mean? And over time, you, you know, you kind of build up a certain level of power not to be used recklessly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A certain level of power that people can trust you and, you know, believe in what you say. So, you know, sometimes I've, I've told people, hey, you need to get a vaccine. And they just said, OK, you know, come in like, nope, mm-hmm. not getting a vaccine. And yes, got to get a vaccine. So it's just just, you know, showing up constantly every day. People know for sure that Wilson's image is going to be there. And then, you know, like I said, so we've, we've done over the years, uh, we used to do this thing called Clipper Clinics. It started back in 2011, okay. where, you know, uh, a bunch of healthcare um, agencies, you know, got together and ran out the barbershop for like four hours. And they do a series of uh, like the blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, BMI, I think STDs, STIs. You know, so if people kind of see what we've been doing over the years.
0: Yeah, I, you know you're paying I mean? a picture for me, yeah. for sure. I'm going to have to get
1: over there yeah. and take yeah. a
0: look, especially if everyone's used to cameras. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So oh. I, just,
1: I just think just, you know, just having that trust over the years, you know what I mean? And like I said, you know, the scholarships being part of it, and just the different things that we do on an ongoing basis, you know, I think that's what's helped us become, you know, be successful with this, uh, this vaccination drive
0: and i think i also read a little bit about barbers being especially trusted in our community as well um, do you find that to be true or is that just something i read on the internet
1: barbers barbers can definitely be trusted i think you have to be consistent mm. you know you have to consistently show up and people you know like i say, you gain A level of power and it's how you yield that power that makes the difference so it's not just because you're a barber Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's how you treat people you know what i mean can people rely on you can people come and confide in you you know what i mean we hear about things that you know sometimes husband and wives don't you know share with each other Mm. you know what i mean but they share with their barbers so Mm -hmm. it's like can i trust this can i trust you with this information you know if i come and tell you something then the whole town knows about it It's like I, i can't trust you so, you know, you have, to, you have to show yourself trustworthy. Well, tr-
0: speaking of trust, and the intersection with the healthcare community, there is, you know, we know, there is a history of distrust uh, in healthcare with regard to black people. And I think you disrupt that distrust with your presence, Kelly, because I, I mean, look look at you, you're trustworthy. I'm, I'm, I will tell you whatever secret you want. Like, we walk <laughs> I would just fight it all spilling out, (laughs) I suspect. Um, Is that something that you are conscious of when you are in the clinical environment? And is it something that you've been able to leverage uh, in order to help this one, this uh, COVID vaccine campaign be more more successful, but also just to be more successful in um, helping out African-American people in particular?
2: Yes. Um,
0: that was a long question. That was time. a lot. <laughs> I got you though.
2: So you know, for us, um, it, it, it starts with trust. It, 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 I mean, it, that's just the bottom line. Yeah. You know, when we sit down, and um, even though my nurses have um, been trained all over the country, because we're all like transplants from somewhere else. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, and so I'm a Georgia. Um, trained nurse. Yeah. Okay, but I'm from South Carolina. But i in Georgia.
0: <laughs> Grady. <laughs> so oh, I. Oh really?
2: Thank you, Grady. Yes, yes. 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 And so you know, for me, there was a standard. Before I graduated, I already had the job. Mm. You know, thank mm. you, Clayton State University. You know, so it comes with that reputation. And I think that um, for me, it was. Um, 27 years of uh, collaborating on so many different levels, um, understanding from a behavioral perspective what, uh, what it takes mm. to reach people and um, conveying that to the nurses under a pandemic. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, they're scared. You know, Everybody's number one, yeah. they are just totally afraid but they know that we're going to tell them the truth. Yes. So they come to us for answers. We didn't have a lot, but we shared what we knew at the time. And I do trust
0: that, yeah.
2: You know, I mean, it's like there's one of two things, COVID is killing, you know, and you risk dying. Yep. And if you're okay with that, you know, then okay, you know? Um, And it's not that blunt. It, 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 it's, it's more of a conversation because people will come and say, uh, you know, uh, these are true stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, the father of my daughter died mm. last week. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I was hesitant until now. We could say, oops, let's go ahead and vaccinate you. But no, we needed to have the conversation. Yeah. Because this person has been impacted and now has a testimony. Yeah, And so that, and I tell you countless other stories, mm. um, took it to another dimension in terms of how we communicated. Yeah. And so um, trust goes a long way because you see them twice, you know, now we're seeing them a third time. We didn't know back then, you know, that we were going to have this consistent. You know, so when they see, think, oh, yeah, you did my first vaccine, you know, and that kind of and and then they bring others, you know, and um, Stairstep has been wonderful. They not only uh, provided the incentive through the Minnesota Department of Health, they provided a referral Hmm. incentive. So out of their philanthropic pot, they paid people to bring others. And even if they came and just had the conversation and didn't get vaccinated the first time, they'd come back. Yeah. you know and they'd say yeah i was here with my cousin last week and i thought about it and
0: mm-hmm.
2: just yeah. tons of stories but the key to what is important with wilson's image is same place
0: mm-hmm. same that place same time same day
2: mm-hmm. so they knew where to come they didn't have to search yeah. you know and um that's made a difference i've had people say oh i was on my way to hy-vee you know one of the local grocery stores yeah and i passed the bus And I said, on the way back, I'm gonna stop.
0: They they knew they needed to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know? And
2: you know, I think it was one particular guy, cause I tell real stories, honey, you know? We don't have time for fake stories. I got a million of them. But he just, he came in and he said, "Uh, you know, it's my daughter's birthday Mm -hmm. and they've been bugging me about it. And when I passed the bus, I said on my way back, I'm gonna come and get my vaccine. And he did. Oh, there you go. And he did. Presence, visual. You know, just being there.
0: I have to thank you both uh, for sharing uh, this trust, this message of trust and consistency and the hard truth about having to put resources behind these stories and this testimony so that we can reach more of our people and -hmm. let them know that they need to get vaccinated and boosted. It might take more times than we'd like, but it'll keep us uh, safe. Absolutely. We're gonna to have to get a picture of that bus or something to make sure we Absolutely. put it on the screen. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. We're gonna take one more coffee break, then we're gonna be right back. We are back with Tito Wilson and a Wilson Image, Barbers and Stylists, and Kelly Robinson, a Black Nurses Rock. We've been talking about how they were able to leverage community trust to build a successful vaccination clinic. Now, in our last couple of minutes, Kelly, we'll start with you. What is one message that you wanna make sure that our audience at home takes back with them?
2: You know, we're in the midst of a surge right now. Mm. And I think that uh, people need to know that we can actually fix this. Yeah. We can. Yeah. We can fix this, but it takes all of us. It it really does. Yeah. Um, You know, people are concerned with breakthrough and and all of that. If they think of it like the flu and the vaccine as protection, every year you get the flu shot
0: Mm -hmm.
2: protection. You know, that's pretty much what this is. Yeah. And people have made it out to be something else, but it's protection. As long as I have the booster, then I'm protected for a period of time. Right. And then I'll need to get boosted again. You know, just because I'm going to get exposed at some point in time. But when I do, I'm protected.
0: I love that. That's crucial. Tito, you got a final message?
1: Yeah. So, you know, earlier I spoke about, um, you know, me and the guys at a barbershop. You know, we, when Dr. Zeke walked in, we, you know, at that point weren't taking it as serious. You know, we didn't know mm-hmm. anyone that w- had you know, gotten sick. You know, we didn't know anybody had passed away. But, you know, fast forward now you know, a year and a half, you know, I just had uh, auntie. My auntie died last oh. week from COVID. 70 years old, unvaccinated. Mm. She passed away. And another, another uh, good guy from this community here, Mr. Mel Reeves, passed away from COVID. Last week, same day, both, you know, they both died oh. on the same day. You know, so if if people at this point don't think that this is real, I don't know what else, you know, is gonna make them realize, one, that this is real, and two, it is your absolute duty to make sure that you're protected, and particularly so if you have children also, make sure they're protected. So people, just get your vaccines. You know, this, yeah. this is not a hoax, you know? If, if you If you choose not to get vaccinated, you've pretty much chosen to you know chosen whatever happened. You've chosen to get
0: you're taking your life in your own hands. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. just just get it get a vaccine. 100%. Absolutely. And I think um, and I do want to make sure there's no miscommunication because of confusion with the guidance. people people might be hearing, oh, it's just like a cold, it's just like a flu. If you are vaccinated, mm-hmm. then the mild cases, like the cold or like the flu. If you are unvaccinated, then to Tito's point, you are taking a major risk with your life. Absolutely. Okay. Now, if you want uh, a vaccinated barber, well, let's say <laughs> I want to make sure that you both get a chance to promote your businesses and your organizations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tito, the
1: floor is yours. Where, where do they need to go? You want to come get a vaccination, come get a haircut, come have conversations with, with Nurse Kelly and the doctors come in. We're located at 20. We actually just bought the building, 2126 West Broadway Avenue. We were uh, before for eight and a half years at 2124 and a half, so literally right next door. Nice. 2126 West Broadway Avenue, North Minneapolis, 55411.
0: Congratulations on buying that building.
1: Thank you so Nicely much. Nicely done. Thank yes. you.
0: And then Kelly, would you like to promote either Messianic Care or Black Nurses Rock while you're here? Yes, yes, actually both. So Messianic
2: Care has been um, promoted in, in so many different arenas, whether it's in the high schools, you know, the elementary schools, community centers, the Urban League, uh, all the African-American churches. You know, you can find us in any of those places. Uh, you can go to the Minnesota Department of Health uh, community site for vaccines, and that will tell you the latest location, along with all of our other peers, but you can specifically look for yes, massianic Care and Black Nurses Rock. <laughs> but uh, Black Nurses Rock is, um, is a foundation of um, secured, trusted, professional nurses. Hmm. And it is so important to us to be able to give back. Yes. And uh, we started out scrambling for eight members. You know, this is Minnesota, so we had to find our black nurses, yeah. you know? So here we are standing strong with 72 members.
0: Well done. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And we're all in healthcare, so we're working either on the job, spending our extra time at the vaccine clinics, um, but we are here. Yes. Okay. Okay. We are here. <laughs> Black nurses rock. Twin Cities chapter. You two have yes. the
0: best energy. <laughs> Thank you both so much for being here. Yes. Uh, really, greatly appreciated uh, that you're here and the work that you're doing in the community. Thank really you. phenomenal. Thanks. Oh, oh, we got a cheers. Cheer. Oh, oh. Ah. Cheers. Bottomless <laughs> coffee. Bottomless <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I'll see you next time.